Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Failing governments, the United States of America, Israel, Jordan, to name a few, we may be seeing these governments slowly dying, and maybe not even so slowly. According to Arucheva, one of their news reports says here that Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett says the government here is finished if Judea and Samaria law is not passed. If the Judean Samaria law is not passed, we'll be talking about that on the show. We actually talked about it last week as well. Prime Minister Bennett tells his uh, Yamina party members, quote, the story is over, unquote, if the Judean Samaria law is not passed in the next two weeks. Also, U.S. President Biden's fantastic foreign policy successes, wink, and can the United States exit stagflation via raising rates? We're going to talk about that as well. Also, in Jordan, Jordan's king, um, Abdullah, his health is failing rapidly with no clear successor. What's going to happen there? Could be a civil war, could be things split over there. And... We'll be talking about some more topics that are happening in the region and around the world as well. I want to say hi to everybody who's listening from all over the the world, all over the United States of America listening in, all over the land of Israel listening in, in Brazil, in India, in Australia, in Canada, and in the Russian Federation, those are just a few of the countries listening in right now. I'm sure more will be joining us very soon on this Sunday afternoon here in the Holy Land. This show is live. If you want to call in and weigh in on the issues or ask a question about what we're talking about, our numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. The show is live, and you can call in if it's between 4 to 5 p.m. Holy Time right here in the Land of Israel, or if it's between... 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. That means that we are live here on this Sunday morning or afternoon, depending on where you are. And you can join us on the show to share in the topics that we're talking about. All right. So news is coming up. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. How did a nice Jewish girl from Delaware end up living in Israel? Shalom, I'm Natalie Sapinski. Join me on my show, Returning Home. Meet different people who have moved to Israel. Hear their personal stories, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Each week, we talk to experts on immigration and the process of moving to Israel. Listen to Returning Home every Thursday, only on Israel News Talk Radio.
All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And today we're talking about failing governments. We're talking about the United States of America, even here in Israel, Jordan, and those are just to name a few. As I was saying in the beginning of the show, Prime Minister, Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett says that the government is finished here within the next two weeks if, Juda- if the Judean Samaria law is not passed. This is what he tells his Yamina party members, that the story is over if it's not passed within the next two weeks. Also, Biden's fantastic foreign policy successes, tongue-in-cheek, and can the United States exit stagflation via raising rates? And we, we're going to be talking about Jordan's king, who has uh, failing health and uh, no clear successor. So all of these things that we talked about today on the show. Again, I want to remind you, we are live if you're listening on Sunday afternoon here in Israel between 4 to 5 p.m. is uh, Israel holy time, or if it's between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern time, our numbers are on the top of our homepage. You can call in and weigh in on the issues. Our guest today is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University of the Negev. He's authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right, so where would you like to start? The United States, Israel, Jordan, take your pick. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not exactly an easy pick. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with with the United States. Um, uh, um, uh, There are a lot of problems there, and then Again, I, 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 I've said it before, it's, it's unfortunate that we're in times where, I, where I'm forced to say a lot of things that are less than pleasant, less than optimistic. But um, if we look at Biden's primary foreign policy, quote-unquote, successes, I would have to put that at the top of the list, uh, that he has, totally, he has managed to totally rejuvenate uh, Taliban, ISIS, and Al-Qaeda, all three of them, which is um, quite extraordinary, actually. They're all thriving. They're all doing very well. They're also killing one another, but that's okay. They're also killing other people as well. That's not okay. Um, and Biden is, uh, is fomenting wars. He's working on his next wars already. Ukraine is not enough. He has to go for the next wars. He's, he's, he's working on it very hard. Yes, well, it reminds me of the movie Canadian Bacon. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it's hysterical. Very funny movie also. about. Well, you have to watch it. It's probably up on YouTube. Uh, In any case, uh, also, you know, people don't want to change horses in the middle of a race. And the idea was that if you can just, a failing president, if he can just get the country into a war, they're not going to want to vote in someone else in the middle. Um, So anyway, go ahead. Well, that's what happened with Franklin Roosevelt. I mean, there's a basis to the to the supposition. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, one of the one of the um, uh, initiatives that the Biden administration is pushing forward, and it's supposed to be um, uh, um, moving forward within the coming weeks, is something that's being called right now I2U2. I2U2 is a sort of West Asian quad, like there's the East Asian quad of. Uh, Australia, Japan, India, and United States, and now they're talking about a West Asian quad, which is um, uh, India, Israel, uh, the United Arab Emirates, and the United States. So two groupings of four each, with um, both uh, 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 the United States and India as 
an overlap linking link between the two of them. Um, the only problem with that is that at least in the, I don't know about the Eastern Asia, but at least in Western Asia, nobody here really takes the United States seriously today. I mean, it's just, the United States is mostly symbolic, if they're relevant, if they're relevant at all. And so if this West Asian quad really does occur, it's probably not going to be a quad in, in actual fact. It'll probably be a, 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 a three rather than four. So that's something for people to be aware of. Um, uh, the Bidenites will probably claim it as an enormous fo foreign policy success. But the reality of things, again, I'm sorry to have to say this, but the reality of things is that there's only one thing worse for a, uh, a, a political leader than to be considered a failure, and that's to be considered a clown. It's hard to take a country seriously when it's, it's, uh, citizens don't even know what a woman is. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, what can I say? All right, I know it's not it's all Americans. Simple. Thank it's, God. It's, it's Thank God it's not all all right. We can laugh. We can have a little bit of fun. Okay. So, um, all right. So, where does this take? So, we have to understand yeah. that, that um, uh, uh, the Ukraine war, like all wars, has consequences. And many, many, many consequences. Every war has many consequences. And the reality is, just the reality of history is that most of these consequences are unintended consequences, things that were not expected. So uh, I can sympathize with Biden that he probably really did believe, I'm guessing, that his sanctions would be punishment for Russia. And the unintended, unintended consequence was that they were punishment for the American people. And they have done Russia an enormous amount of good. Russia um, uh, energy production has not even declined in any substantial manner. They're, they're still selling it. They're probably selling it at, at a discount. But since the price is enormously high, um, the discount probably doesn't really all that much matter to them. I mean, they're probably saying, Our, oh, oh, darn, I could have made more money otherwise. So, But they're making an enormous piles of money as it is. Um, we have to remember that uh, 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 Europe is still paying... Russia and the United States is still buying Russian oil and still selling Russia um, weapons technology. So everybody's happy here except uh, except the people that are not. Um, we, we need to understand another thing. Uh, Biden is fomenting the next wars. One of the possible next wars is in the Baltic states, the, the three uh, mini states that uh, were torn out of the Soviet Union. Uh, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, and there's an, uh, they're, they're all officially members of NATO. Um, so if Russia actually invades them, I don't think that's going to happen, by the way, but that's my guess. Uh, if Russia actually invades them, will NATO intervene? Can NATO intervene? Should NATO intervene? It's an interesting question. Um, I should note that when Turkey, a NATO member, invaded Cyprus, a NATO member, I'm sorry, a, 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 U, a U, EU member. Um, NATO did nothing. The EU did nothing. Um, Greece 
which is trying to protect Cyprus because that that, that they're very closely associated. Greece spends more than five percent of its GDP on defense. Germany spends on one and a half percent on its defense, and Germany um, uh, 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 badmouths Greece all the time that they're irresponsible fiscally. Irresponsible, of course. Greece, uh, Germany doesn't have to pretend to protect itself against a country like Turkey with a thug for a president who uh, is actively trying to conquer additional territory. Um, so we can all guess. Uh, one of the problems that I really dislike about the Ukraine war is that people keep on coming up with this utterly asinine statement, the first war on Europe in European territory since World War II. It's a ridiculous lie. There was a war in Yugoslavia, Bosnia. There was a war in Cyprus. There have been other wars in, in, on the European continent um, since World War II. Ukraine is not, by any means, the first war on the European continent since World War II. So, um, right. what I can say in terms of Russia at this point is that if anybody really seriously considers that things like sanctions against Russia, that Russia can be frozen out of the world economy somehow, um, they, they really aren't on the ground. They really don't understand what they're saying. Uh, uh, enormous percentages of the world's resources come from Russia, and there really isn't any viable replacements, not just oil. And in previous shows, I've talked about lists and lists of some of the things that come out of Russia from uh, besides oil and gas, uh, uh, nickel, palladium, uh, uh, cobalt, uh, blah, 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 a lot of stuff. A lot of really very, very important minerals come out of Russia. Nobody can do without Russia. It's, it is fantasy to talk about sanctioning Russia. And Russia knows it. Mm-hmm. And it's part, of their, it's part of the power of politics that they're playing. Unfortunately, America doesn't know that. And the and ruble is a bit stronger now? Sorry? The ruble, Sorry? the Russian currency. The ruble is the strongest. It's probably right now the strongest it's it's been for many decades now. Probably the strongest it's been since the collapse of the Soviet Union, which is amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, we're going to be going to a break in just another few seconds. Um, when we get back, do you want to continue with the United States and their? Stagflation, raising rates, etc. Yeah, I'm supposed, I, we have to because it's a it's a really uh, a, a natural segue. It's a natural way um, continuation of this discussion. All right, I just saw a funny meme on Facebook with somebody saying that they just got approved for a loan. They, they can now fill up their gas tank, so they're very happy about that. <laughs> Uh Okay. All right, Uh, folks, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking more about uh, what's going on in the United States from an outside view. Also, what's happening here in Israel and in Jordan. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 
This is Shai Bentakoa, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany's but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel, Phantom Nation, every Monday. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we're talking about failing governments in the United States, even Israel, and Jordan now. Uh, and that's just to name a few. <laughs> Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and we were talking in the last segment about the United States and about the failing policies there. Uh, I want you, if you can now, to talk about the, uh, the U.S. exit stack, uh, can they exit stagflation by raising rates. Tell us about that. Okay, let, let, let me just start off by giving a, a, a few numbers so people get some sort of a framework here. Inflation in various countries in the world, Japan, 2%, two percent, uh, uh, Israel, 4%, France, 5.2%, Canada, 6.8%, Italy, 6.9%, India, 7%, Germany, 7.9%, U.S., 8.6%. United States is the highest inflation in the world today, of any industrialized name. And there might be really trivial something. countries that, that have higher, but then, you know, who cares about that? Right now? Um, so uh, 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 the U.S. budget deficit is um, phenomenal, uh, something like uh, 130% or something like that. Israel's budget deficit of last year was uh, 0.04%. Hmm. Wow. I mean, amazing. basically zero. Okay. Amazing, amazing. So trivial, so small it was trivial. A right? blessing. Uh, oh, absolutely. Now, uh, they, as everybody probably knows, the American Federal Reserve Bank raised their interest rates by three quarters of one percent. So it's now at something utterly trivial. Before it was at, a, at nearly zero. I think it's now at one and a half percent. But it, but. Inflation is at 8.6%. Now, we, meet, we need to re- recall, I don't know how many people are aware of economic history here, so I'll just remind everyone, the last time the United States had inflation of this sort was about 40 years ago. The Federal Reserve chairman at the time was a gentleman with the name of Paul Volcker. He raised the interest rates to 20%. And he did it quickly, not gradually. And that, of course, solved the inflation problem. But even then, it took three years for the inflation problem to be solved. So is America going to solve the stagflation that it's in now? And I believe already in in uh, a recession, and hopefully it won't go beyond recession, um, just by raising the interest rates a tiny little bit, uh, 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 very gradually, I don't think so. I don't see that there's any uh, uh, chance of that happening. The first principle needs to be to take care of the massive quantities of cash, of liquidity in the markets. Remember, Biden, just since he became president, has added 
several trillion dollars in, ca in, in cash into the government liquidity on top of the several trillions that were added because of the pandemic. And that, of course, is where inflation came from. Uh, yeah. So you need what the Federal, Federal Reserve is calling quantitative uh, 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 tightening, which in normal human English of human beings means um, uh, absorbing some of this excess liquidity that, the, that, that has been irresponsibly uh, 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 injected into the markets. Remember, excess liquidity is injected into the market by the American government taking loans and causing every American citizen to be worthless. The second thing they need to do, even before interest rates hikes, or uh, or at least in parallel, is deregulation. And the Biden administration is not only adding more spending into the mix, they're also adding every day more and more regulations. And I should note as a footnote here that I'm involved, uh, as some people probably know, in the issues of uh, energy. That's um, uh, in terms of science, that's the field that I've been involved with in, for many decades. And so uh, um, anyone, if anyone thinks that the Biden administration really has any connection in between their actions and their words in terms of energy, like they're, they want to destroy the oil and gas fossil fuel sector and enhance the green sector, utter rubbish. They're adding almost every day more regulations also in terms of so-called green energies. So there's an enormous problem on the supply side and none of these problems so far have been, have been in any way um, uh, addressed. The idea that um, uh, 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 the inflation will be solved or will be alleviated in any way by a trivial hike of a few basis points is ridiculous. Now, uh, in that framework, I should mention, it sort of goes back also to what we were saying before tomorrow about, about failed states, and I'll sort of uh, uh, inject here uh, uh, as a failed state, California, California is a sanctuary state. It's, if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the most significant states in the, in the United States in terms of the American economy. Um, it turns out that the entire state of California today is pretty much run by criminal cartels. There's very little that California is doing that, how shall I put it? To phrase it in a very Middle Eastern way that adds honor to the United States. Okay. Um, and then when you're talking about education, energy, uh, 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 morality, um, uh, uh, um, economics, nothing California, nothing that's going on in California. California has a uh, uh, enormous. Um, <laughs> proportion of what's going on there is based around drugs and the drug cartels. Enormous quantities of criminal activity, including um, train robberies that look like they come out of the, some sort of Wild West movie. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> um, 
California is in very, very bad shape right now. And that's something that people need to be aware of. Well, people are leaving California in droves. People are not. It's, it's interesting you say that. People, not only are people leaving California, but one of their prime destinations is actually Mexico. Hmm. People are actually going to Mexico because it's either live they live a better life in Mexico than they would in California, and that is shocking. Not to mention unprecedented, of course. Well, you know what? They say that at least 10% of the population of Mexico is in the United States illegally. And so it's like they're not really, it's just not even a border. But go ahead. Well, you're right. But, but, but actually, it's not 10% of Mexico. It's 10% of all of those countries throughout the um, Central America. It's Mexico, Guatemala, right. Honduras, yes. Uh, El Salvador. Yes. yes, yes. All of them are, quote unquote, contributing here. And, of course, it does enormous harm to all of these countries. And, again, I have to repeat something that I've said before, that nobody in the American media, if, if such a concept even exists anymore, is talking about, and that is some 12% of the people set, all, set out for the United States from any of these countries don't make it. They die on the way. Mm-hmm. Die, kill, yeah. whatever you want, whatever terminology Terrible. you want to use. yeah, yeah. So if 3 million people have entered the United States, that means that somewhere along the way, somewhere between 300 and 500,000 people have been murdered by the Democrats' policies. That's terrible. So anybody that's thinking about the issues along the southern border, please do not think in terms of the Democrats are humanitarians. They're not humanitarians. They're cannibals. Someone has to put the Democrats out of our misery. All right. So with all of this, because we're coming to the end of this segment, how do you want to wrap it up for uh, people who are looking at America, who used to lead the way, used to be the beacon of light? Today, it, we've seen just such deterioration in, in not only in its identity, but also in crime, in uh, lack of justice and chaos and thuggery, etc. I'll say something that's... Um, Really, uh, it's borderline impolite. In 1920, Argentina was the world's second largest economy after Britain. They implemented socialism in Argentina has never recovered since. Fifty years ago, Venezuela was the world's fourth wealthiest country. They implemented socialism, and now the medium income in, Argent- in, in Venezuela is exactly zero. Median income is zero. Um, extrapolate that to the world, and you have... What what should no longer be called socialism, it's now called you will own nothing. And that's the way it's beginning that's, to look. That's what the reset is all about. Yeah. Which is communism, basically. Everything is the collective. No, that's not, not quite uh, true. Uh, communism, no, that's, that's a very common um, factual error. In communism, all communist states, all socialist states... Um, people think in terms of what Marx wrote, but nobody actually implemented that. What's been implemented invariably is not everything is owned by the collective, but everything is owned by the powerful and 
uh, and rich. Right. Well, that goes to some animals are more equal than other animals. But we got to stop here. The music is on. And we're going to a break. When we get back, we're going to be back with about Israel now and Jordan. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Rabbi David Aaron. The soul basics are the most profound, the most essential, and yet often the most neglected in our education. Join me for Soul Talk on Israel's News Talk Radio and discover the secrets to love, spiritual growth, and personal power. back Probably. here at the Tamar Yona Show on Israel News Talk Radio. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem and we're talking about failing governments. We've talked about what's going on in the United States. Now very sad news what's going on there. We're going to f- turn our focus now here into the, to the Middle East and uh, just uh, on today's headlines, if you go uh, especially to Arucheva, the ben- Prime Minister Bennett says the government is finished if the Judean Samaria law is not passed within the next two weeks. The story is over, he says. Now there are uh, talks that he's trying to make a new coalition with other uh, political parties in the Knesset. What what do you see going on over here? Well, uh, Israeli politics is always complex. People need to be aware of that. It's not. The Israeli version of democracy in no way is in no way similar to the American version of democracy. I should probably add to that Boch Hashem. Um, Personally, and people can bounce on me and beat on me as much as they want about this comment, but personally, I think that I'm beginning to think that democracy is around the world has more or less, uh, what's what's the phrase? Shot its wad and needs to be replaced by something better. I'm not disagreeing with the famous statement by Winston Churchill that it's a terrible system of government, but it's the best that we found. I think it was the best that we found. Today, I'm not convinced of that any longer. I think every democracy in the world today is in trouble, and I don't think it's by chance. I think there's a reason for that. Democracy is good for limited times, and it needs to be rejuvenated periodically, and nobody knows how to do that. Well, I think it's a matter of the morality of the nation that it is working in. In other words, if you have people who are corrupt, it's not going to work. (laughs) I 100% agree with that statement. The problem is that democracy, again, I'm looking at it historically now, in every place where it ha- where it has been tried, at some point or at some for some reason, there is a process within democracy which tends to um, uh, uh, wear down the morality of the people. I think that's the definition of the problem, and I 
like everyone else, I'm not claiming that I have a solution. I do not know what the solution is. I don't think humanity knows what the solution is. Um, we can all say that the solution is, is a divine solution. We need to have Mashiach. That's great. The Messiah. But that doesn't tell us exactly what to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we see in, the, in, in Israel that uh, uh, there, there is a definite problem. With, where we've had several elections which were inconclusive. We all know the, what, what happened historically over, over the last couple of years. Um, uh, 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 will this government fail? I would say that um, uh, I would guess that it's about 98% certain that it will fail within, within a, a matter of uh, uh, days, maybe, maybe two weeks or something like that. Um, will we go to new elections or will there be a new government out of this existing Knesset? Nobody knows. I certainly don't claim to know. I'm hoping that it'll be a new government out of this this Knesset because I don't want to go to elections again. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. The process is a complex process, um, and too much of it is based upon egos that can't really be satisfied by anything. Uh, the two leaders of the present government, uh, uh, Bennett and Lapid. Um, Lapid is a jerk and a moron, and uh, Bennett is a jerk and an, ego- and an egotist. So you take your pick. Okay, that's your opinion. Uh, I'm sure there are other Israelis who would disagree with you. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think that uh, I said, you know, the people in power today are... I don't have a problem with disagreement. <laughs> I never have. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, this, I think most people here, even leftists, have lost faith in their, the, the people that they voted for. But they just wanted Netanyahu out so much that they were, they were fooling themselves thinking that these two would uh, bring them what they wanted and that, even their disillusion. So, yeah, it does look like the government's going to be falling. People have predicted it from the very start, by the way. Um, but let's focus now because we only have about six minutes until the end of the show. I want to talk about Jordan and what's happening there. Tell our uh, people uh, who is the king today. Okay, let's, people let's do you know what kind of government we'll get, they have. Let's set up the facts first. Okay. The, the facts concerning Jordan. Okay. Jordan is a monarchy. Uh, they, it was created and designed artificially by the uh, British Foreign Office, um, uh, uh, beginning in 1922, when um, Winston Churchill, the um, uh, minister for, what did they call it at the time, minister for colonial affairs, um, uh, uh, the shameful name that they had for it, um, uh, uh, destroyed the uh, mandate that, that, they, that the contract that they had signed that the British government had signed, this is one of the reasons why I call it never great Britain and not great in any way at any time. Um, uh, and he created from, from the mandate, taking 78% of the, of the land mass of the mandate and giving it to a new country, which at the time was called Transjordan. It was supposed to be only on the other side of the Jordan River. And then in 1948, the Jordanian army under the command of British officers, again, um, uh, conquered the area which uh, they then called the West Bank and, and, and uh, 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 persons with uh, any degree of civilization in, in front of them called Judea and Samaria, um, uh, captured that, that area of land, um, 
once again, as I mentioned last week, um, it was not recognized basically by anyone in the world other than other than Britain, uh, uh, including not by other Arab countries. And they controlled it for 19 years, and then we we took it back, um, stopping at the Jordan River. We never crossed the Jordan River. Uh, we did cross the Suez Canal. We did not cross the Jordan River. That makes that there's a big difference between the two, and that difference was intentional from the very beginning. Hussein, uh, the king at the time of the Six-Day War, was uh, 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 kind of a strange fellow. He was, the best thing that one can say about him was that he was a person that had honor. He was not a dishonorable person. His son, that we'll talk about in a moment, is very dishonorable. Hussein was not dishonorable. He actually had uh, 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 um, uh, uh, a sense of pride and a sense of honor, and he was a courteous man. He was not a nice man. He was a courteous man. I mean, he, he ran over 20,000 Palestinians with tanks, literally ran them over, crushed them under the treads of tanks to kill them. So he was not exactly a nice person, but he was a person of, of uh, 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 skill, and he was a person of honor. Um, when uh, uh, a Jordanian soldier murdered some schoolgirls, uh, uh, some Israeli schoolgirls, he actually went to the, the families, families yeah. on bended knee. That's not a trivial thing for a monarch. Right. <coughs> Didn't bring their children back, but whatever. No, but I mean, he, I mean, that that's not possible. But he did act in an honorable manner, and I and and I think that that should be commended. All right. Um, again, I'm not saying that he was a nice person. He was not. He was a whole horrible person. But he had honor. All right. The present king, his son, um, has no honor. He's a drunkard. He's a uh, uh, um, um, most. Um, he's a drunkard, and he's an, as, an, as a Muslim, which is, means doubly dishonorable, since Muslims are not supposed to drink alcohol at all. Um, he's probably a drug addict. We're not certain of that. Um, and that's from uh, uh, pain. Uh, he's he's got a lot of health problems, heart problems. He uh, has a lot of health problems, a, a lot of health and problems. Depression, By the way, mental he's at the age right now that his father died. Uh-huh. <coughs> right. So it appears to be at least somewhat in the family, maybe genetic. I don't know. I'm certainly not qualified to voice an opinion about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Hussein, the father, was... Highly respected within the country of Jordan, and even liked. Abdallah is despised to a degree which is really phenomenal to see. I mean, the population of Jordan, by the way, 70% of the population of Jordan are people that call themselves Palestinians. So the population of Jordan despises him enormously. For very good reasons, he has 10 palaces. Um, nobody in the world needs 10 palaces. It's totally ridiculous. He has homes all around the world. He has Swiss bank accounts and probably bank accounts in other places that we don't know about. Uh, he has uh, reduced the country to penury. He has uh, 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 stolen enormous quantities of, of cash and, and, and resources from the country. Uh, and he has done almost nothing to help the people of the country itself. Okay, so we have like 60 a, seconds. Yeah, there, there's a movement uh, within Jordan of uh, most of whom are um, uh, uh, located outside the country because 
if they were in the country, they'd be killed. He he, he tends to kill his, kill his opponents that are trying for many years now to form an alternative government. If the king falls, which appears likely, but I I can't put a number on how, how, how likely. If the king falls, they are clearly one of the contenders. And the leader of that movement is a gentleman, and I emphasize that word gentleman, by the name of uh, Dr. Mudal Zahan, a really nice person. Ten seconds more to uh, Educated person, a good person. I know, I know him reasonably well, and I'm a strong supporter of him. All right. Well, you know, when you see a weak leader, that is an invitation to those that want to overtake you and uh, take over. And that's what we're seeing now. So we'll have to wait and see what happens in the future. Thank you, everybody, for being with us here at the Tamari on the Show. Thank you, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, for being with us. Thank you for having me. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candlelighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 